0: So I just talking to
1: alright dear. Hello, I'm Nana, and if you enjoy listening to my sweetheart's talk on this show, maybe tell a friend of yours, and maybe they can enjoy it too. And if you would like to see this little show go a little bit further, maybe check out the darling's buy me a coffee account. Alright. Okay honey, you can go ahead with your flashlight thing now. <laughs> Gentlemen, please take your seats. The spotlight is about to begin. Good evening, everybody. I'm Mystery Matt, and you're listening to the Mystery Matt Spotlight Podcast. This evening, we are discussing childhood memories and how great they are, maybe not so great you know depending on which way the conversation goes this evening i'm joined by greg mark peter and myself because i'm here twice why not anyways uh i don't know where you guys want to start but i'll uh head it over to you guys
2: okay um well i guess basically let's start like when i was a kid um what I did with family and stuff like that or on my own I guess or with my friends and everything I I grew up in the 80s and 90s so that era was pretty much starting everyone was outside most of the time like we were outside playing in the forest or riding our bikes or playing road hockey or or just that kind of stuff there I mean that's that was really a lot of the things that I did when I was growing up.
1: I agree. I remember getting up at like, you know, 7.30 in the morning. You leave the house by 9. You don't come home until maybe lunch if you weren't having lunch wherever you were. Other than that, they didn't see you until the streetlights came on. And you were just kind of outside all the time. Like, the kilometers I put on my bikes, just ridiculous. If I had that energy now, I'd be like, you know some kind of superhero or something you know I, I don't know if you've ever seen 10 street hill in Owen sound but that thing's a freaking doozy <laughs> uh
0: that's uh, a neat way to put it um as a kid and that's for me that's late 60s 70s um that wasn't it it was strict right we had certain, there was only certain periods of time that we could be out and in between that there was chores there was a whole bunch of other things and it was very very limited and on top of that, being a, a sickly child, right, that was even more limited. I spent more and more time isolated, because that's what you did with a sickly child. You you know, they just made sure they were safe by putting them in a room. Um, bravo over the fact that society's changed that attitude a little bit, since then. But for me, it was a totally different perspective on those early years of what you did in your off time. So I was the avid reader
2: right yeah so i mean like we're totally different like eras right so the yeah. generations almost right so exactly. i mean mm-hmm. it's it's kind of cool how you have your way and how i have my way and then like if you look at now like generation z they're totally like everything's electronic right they don't even go outside anymore i mean most of the stuff is all social media and there everything. is no outside yeah there's no outside i mean there might be a few of them i m- might do i shouldn't all say that but i mean there there's probably a few out there that will go outside and do stuff but i mean like majority of people like young kids now they're they're inside playing video games and streaming stuff and whatever yeah yeah
0: as a footnote but so am i i, I so society has changed right? Yeah. Is what we're really talking about here from when i was a kid to when you were a kid to now suddenly the technology uh, technological age we're in this and we've all
3: changed. Right. right. Okay, you know. Yeah. I, I think of myself, uh, maybe a little more like Matt, where I was more of an outdoors kid. Uh, you know, come in when the lights go on at night. Kind of a deal, too. We were climbing trees. If you didn't, so... you got a whooping. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, I i, I figured now it, it gives me a lot of stamina. I, I think the kids nowadays have a lot of stamina in their thumbs, you know, but uh, I, I did climbing trees a bit too more. <laughs> um, but I was an avid reader as well. So I did a little bit of both. Um, I, I was kind of back in the D&D era, we'll say. So I was a lot of Conan and uh, Lion, the Witch, in the Wardrobe as a kid. Uh, Mom got me into that a little bit. Surprisingly, on the mom's side was the reader, Avid Reaver on that side. And um, I, I remember some of the older memories that my parents told me about is that I kind of ran before I walked. Uh, you know, I kind of got away from my grandmother one time. Uh, I remember her chasing me. Or she told me anyways, and as I ducked down, she kinda of flew right over top of me <laughs> to beat me to Niagara Street, a major street in St. Catharines before I got on the heavy street. <laughs> was one of our early stories for me. But mostly I remember camping. Or more cottaging, I would say. We kinda had a family cottage that my mom's dad had. I was on a lake up in Bob Cajun. So we I would go up there and I would go like hiking across the lake or canoeing. Um, you know, my first time sticking my head underwater was something kind of original for that as well um skiing for the first time was not a good thing I they forgot to tell me one major thing is to let go of the rope if I needed to so as I was (laughs) being pulled away and my skis went behind me I wasn't really above the water I just kept going underneath the water for a while the first time but I figured it out after a while and got not too bad at that as well (laughs) So, so those are some of my earlier memories I will say to start me off with
0: camping camping's a weird one for me because it's uh bittersweet uh we always went as a family every year camping some one of the parks somewhere one of the provincial parks it was tent camping uh, right now in nine Wars uh, we roughed it and um up until my father's passing um, about ten years ago now two thousand four two thousand three um <clears throat> wow twenty years but uh we did that every year and even as an extended family the extended family came you know sometimes everyone was there sometimes you know not as many people but it's interesting how that camping thread continued not just only in the family life but even in my personal life because my favorite pastime in the summer is just to go camping
1: uh i went up to algonquin you guys ever been there no yes
3: i've heard
1: of yeah good times kind of freaky when they tell you you know watch out for bears uh, you know yeah, that that's right. one thing it's like wait i have to deal with something bigger than a raccoon like e, you know even like a wolf is like less intimidating than a freaking bear right? okay. <laughs> bears one swiping through your tent and a wolf's gonna you know sniff around the outside at best you know but Don't yeah no we the
2: moose too. They're they're, yeah. they're just as bad, too. Yeah.
1: Uh, not only did I go camping with the family, but I also went to uh, summer camp, which was, you know, kind of a thing you went for, I think it was two weeks. uh, And it was usually getting closer to springtime, I would remember, because some of the mornings were pretty cold, and they would make you do polar bear dips. So you'd get up at, like, 7 o'clock or 7.30, something like that, and uh, you would go down to the bay shore. Like, it's right on Georgian Bay. And you would walk out into the water, and they wouldn't let you go have breakfast until everybody at least got their hair wet. So, like, you know, people were running in and diving and running back out. Other people were going in, swimming around for a while, getting used to it and stuff like that. But, yeah, that was one of the craziest things uh, I remember. You know, they had archery and stuff like that. That's probably where I preferred it over firearms sometimes because like silence can be the worst thing you know like you'll never hear it coming all you hear like right and and it's over right there's no big bang giving away your location you don't hear a stringle, you know Mm -hmm. from how far away you know A, a good archer could probably fire a decent arrow i know like some of the japanese archers with their um I don't know if it's a longbow, but it's like bigger than a longbow. Like it's, I don't know what, six, eight feet, something like that. Great big fricking bow. And the guys that can pull these things can fire these arrows so far. It's, it's ridiculous, but yeah.
3: Um, I actually have a, a wolf and a bear story from childhood memories. Uh, probably the age of 15. I went hiking across the lake for a two hour hike in just all woods came just as i'm coming out of the clearing of the woods there was actually a wolf um he was heading into the woods i was heading out We just kind of turned sideways looked at each other for little, those you know moments that were that seemed to last for a little while extra longer but he was fine he just walked away i went my way we were fine but ever since that i got like pictures from my family about wolves and stuff it was a big thing that i'm all into the wolves uh packs and things like that was kind of a cool theme with me um but i have on my I was eight years old, about to turn nine the next day, up at the cottage, being babysat by my mom's parents. Um, we, the story goes that my grandmother, who was afraid of animals, would not even go outside of the cottage. <laughs> uh, Bear stood up in the window of the kitchen to look great right at my grandmother through the window while she's making a cake for me that night for the next morning. And anyways, screams from my grandfather, comes out of the bed in his shorts. She tells the story, goes outside with his gun to take a shot at the bear, no bullets in the gun. The bullets aren't in the gun because the grandkids are up at the cottage. (laughs) So, runs back in, gets more bullets, runs back out, the bullet, the the bear has disappeared, but did not leave the cottage. So, because it did not leave the cottage, went around the other side of the cottage. He he took, like, a military hip shot, shot the bear, the bear took off, Grandma says, should we find out what the bear is okay? We're like, no, we'll find out in the morning. The bear did pass on. um, And I still have the bear teeth to This day, it's kind of a little childhood oh. memory there for the bear story. Um, so but uh, that was a little run in with the bear, but grandpa saved us all. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs>
2: um, I used to go camping with my family too. We used to have a uh, tent trailer and we would go all over the place. Uh, a lot of places in Ontario, like Bon the sandbanks was a big one as well, and we would go. With my aunt and uncle and my two cousins and we just camped there for a week and go to the beach go hiking and everything uh one of the better trips that we did as my mom my dad and my sister and myself we went on the east coast so we did new brunswick pei nova scotia and quebec as well because it was on the way and that was we were gone for at least two and a half weeks i think it was a big trip and it was it was a lot of fun uh the only thing that i remember about i mean we went did all the tourist stuff in pei like anne green gables and everything and nova scotia was really fun i liked that province a lot because we went on the cabot trail which is like 12 hour drive i think around the island basically and you we were We didn't see any whales or anything like that. We stopped at, like, every point that we could, but there was nothing. It was just ocean, which was still fun to look at, right? But, yeah, in New Brunswick, I remember going there, camping there, and all all I remember was the bugs there. There was a lot of bugs, and I was just like, why are there so many bugs there, you know? But, I mean, but it was still fun. I think they have, like, a magnetic hill there. Is that in New Brunswick where... I think it's where you can. Yeah, yeah. 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 We went there as well. Like, we did like all like the touristy stuff around there. Yeah. So it was fun. Nice. And when I was a kid, I was in scouting. So I, on top of the family camping, there was always like scout camps and everything that I did as well. So I used to go winter camping. I used to camp all seasons, basically spring, summer, fall, and everything.
1: Did you guys ever do any community sports? So, like, you know, be on a baseball team or anything like that growing up?
2: Yeah, um, I used to play t-ball as a kid. Um, that was a big thing back in the 80s. Yeah, um, I, I played t-ball. Yeah. Uh,
1: then it went to, I can't remember what the one is with the machine. It's either fastball or, or, or something like that. And then after that, league, you go up to the um, hardball.
2: Right, yeah.
1: Yeah, you go from the, yeah, so up to the hardball, and then that's when the guy's actually pitching to you and stuff like that. Well, every time I came up to bat, they saw the big kid that swings like crazy. Right. And so instead of letting me actually try and hit the ball, they would hit me in the arm every frigging time. So after a while, I'm just like, no, like, there, there's no fun in it. I'm going home with a dead arm most nights. Like, I can't move the thing for shit. Right. You know, and we're allowed to swear. So be, even, you know, have it <laughs> So you, I, I keep forgetting to let new people know <laughs> that you can say shit, you okay. know, you can say fuck, you know, <laughs> I do set it to explicit just in case I go on a rant, you know, it's good times. So, yeah, um, I, so I did the baseball up, up until that point and that was a year, I think we my team actually uh, took the championship. I say my team because I, I was already out before the season was over. I was just like, they're like, Oh, well you have to go and get a trophy, but you didn't really do much. I'm like, it's not my trophy i don't even want this thing like it means nothing to me like i've been to these banquets they feed you crappy pizza they give you a plastic trophy with your name on it it ended up costing your parents 500 dollars to get you this plastic trophy and all this kind of stuff i know how it works it's not a cheap thing and you're not necessarily getting that much of a bang out of the thing you know so like i saw it sports is kind of a I don't know. Not a waste of time. It was good exercise. And some of the games are great. Like baseball, if it's played fairly and, you know, you didn't just, you know, ding the guy with the ball every freaking time you came up to bat. Then, you know, I'd be a little happier about things. But I was also on a bowling team. And my first year of that, we went uh, champions in that one. It turns out uh, I had a little bit of a natural instinct because my dad was already um, on the Masters and stuff like that. Nice. So... Even though I only remember him bowling when I was really young, when Dad ended up getting back into bowling, it was kind of like a like I watched him. You know, I'm about his frame. Everything just kind of worked out, and I ended up being uh, having a decent average. But uh, I did that for a few years. Um, I played pool on the side. I had my own cue at one point, but that was just. No, I think I used to think three times and then someone stole it. You know, like one of those kind of things. But right. yeah, uh, did you guys do any like soccer or? I
3: was going to say for sports for me, I oh, did soccer. Yeah. You oh, I did soccer, pardon me, uh, for my sports. Um, I was on the wrong team. So they rezoned me to the right team. So I went from like the Lions to the Badgers so i was like okay gay. oh <laughs> it oh. like a downgrade to me but we were had a good time i was a shorter for my height i guess so i was a fast runner i'd have to do, like double time the tall guys to keep up with those boys i was more of an assister, more than uh, the, the, the making those goals as much but not too bad i was a good assister for uh, soccer i thought pretty good um i you know birthdays we used to do bowling mm, and yeah. my grant my dad's dad was a bowler so i eventually inherited his bowling ball and played oh, okay. a little bit more as an adult but uh as now, a kid we was would do that... it on birthdays we'd go bowling five pin or ten pin okay either way or either way or, or we go a little mini putting it was kind of a birthday thing we would do back in the day as well for sports um yeah those, i think that soccer was the main one i did
1: i remember um Dad would come and pick us up and we'd go to Pizza Hut. This is after the divorce, not important, not part of the story. Um, One thing that always happened is that when we're at Pizza Hut, he'd order the pizza. We'd be sitting there. We'd be coloring our little sheets, you know, (laughs) just having... And he's like, well... I'm getting hungry, so I think i will light the magic stick. And he'd light up a cigarette, and literally every single time he lit a cigarette, within like one puff, the pizza shows up, right? <laughs> so that's why he always called it the magic stick, because whenever he started to get hungry, he'd light a cigarette. Next thing you know, the pizza's there, and he has to put out the damn cigarette part of the way through, and he hated doing that. That's that's one thing you don't do anymore. You don't smoke indoors?
2: Nope. No, no. that's true.
1: Yeah. I, I took that on very early. Like, uh, when I used to live with my sister, she had kids, and I, I never would dare smoke in the house. Got accused of it one time, and even just the accusal made me so mad, I was ready to fight, like fist fight. I'm like, if you think I put my niece and nephew at jeopardy to cigarettes or other, I'm actually getting accused for pot at that point, but... If you uh, if you're accusing me of smoking that in the house around the kids, we're gonna fight right now. And he's like, "What?" I'm like, "If that's the kind of person you I, think I am, then we're going right now." And, but no, no, smoking indoors not a thing anymore. Restaurants not a thing anymore.
2: Yeah, uh, public places pretty much you can't smoke anymore.
1: No right. parks, no, you yeah. can't do it.
2: Yeah, uh, I I played soccer as well when I was a kid. Uh, I played it for a couple of years after the baseball and the baseball the the t-ball i mean like, <laughs> like my parents they always had me do different things like i would try curling and i did that once for an elective that was yeah, a good go yeah and then i would do i did soccer because i actually i asked them if i could try soccer and i played it for a couple years our the team that I was on didn't win like we lost a lot games so it wasn't really that fun but i mean like i still liked it because at least it was something that i got to do outside right and then i started to learn how to golf as well and i did that for a while Uh, i haven't done it in a while either but i mean i would it would be something that i would actually want to get back into because i did enjoy it and it was just i just Need to have the time to actually do it, you know.
1: A lot of the time when I was a kid, just getting on my bike and going for a ride was sometimes just what I needed. Like I'd be all wound up. This is long before I smoked, right? So you needed something to calm yourself down. So I'd get on my bike and I'd head out. And if it was raining, I went what I called puddle jumping because I knew where these great big divots were. And if you hit them just right, you can use each one like a ramp and you can get some neat little tricks going. You're in the rain. And you're going to get covered in mud and and soaking wet. But if you can get past that, it was a good time, right? You come back home, you got a lot of aggression out and all that kind of stuff. Or if it was a nice night, you would go out in the pier and just kind of park your bike and sit there, watch the sunset, get back on it, go for another dude around and back home. But, like, I've lived here for, what, almost five years at this house? And I've seen maybe three kids go by on a bike. I've seen more um, older people go by on bikes is going to be the nicer term, I'm going to say. Um, I'm not saying necessarily, you know, homeless, but, you know, some questionable people for sure. Uh, I I can say that. Um, but, yeah, no kids, no kids. And even when you go to the better parts of town where, you know, it's a little more secure, you don't get the adults on bikes. Uh, you get more of like a kid-friendly area and you still don't really see kids outside on their bikes. Like no. I remember like you go like it, instead of going to someone's house to see if they were home, you would go outside and just like look because they'd usually be playing in the front yard if they were allowed to be playing with friends. Right. You know, that was back in the time where you didn't have to watch your kids for everybody who drove by. You know, I don't know what happened to those times. We all of a sudden just changed our mindset. No, everybody's dangerous. Oh man, yeah, different times,
2: man. Did you ever play hide and seek? Oh hell yeah! Okay, I got a, I got a story for you. You know how
1: pissed off I was when I could no longer fit into the TV stand. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we used to play hide and seek outside in the neighborhood. That was the best, right? I mean, like I mean, you could play inside, but being outside was better, right? So we used to play with a bunch of the neighbors and the one neighbors they had a pool in their backyard and it would it actually looks on to our into my house right where our, our house was is and so anyways the one night we were just playing hide and seek and everything and we're having, everyone was having a great old time and then they were just like oh we gotta go now the people that own the pool and they left with some of the friends that were playing hide and seek with us. Well it turns out they all went for a swim, but they didn't invite the rest of us. And it started to rain and all that and we were kinda of mad because we didn't get invited to go for a swim and then we heard them out in the pool and stuff like that. Well, being like kids and all that in nature and you see snails everywhere. Did you eat it? No, snails everywhere. We we collect a bunch of snails and we threw them into the pool. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, because we're just, we're <laughs> upset we didn't get invited. Oh. So, yeah, there was like both five of us. We all gathered them and just <laughs> threw them over. And,
3: oh, boy, we get in
2: trouble for that. But it was it was fun, though. It was fun. <laughs> um,
3: with, with the biking, uh, as, as young teens, I would say, childhood, uh, we would bike up a um, there's a like a river that runs underneath the St. Paul Street Bridge. If you follow it up a little further, there's an old watering hole. The kids back in the day had dammed it up. I don't think it's there anymore. But we put a rope swing up in there. And we'd camp overnight and go rope swimming and swimming in there. Uh, you know, the next day we'd all be draggled coming back to the nearest bus station. It was like a good 20-minute walk. Just to get the closest bus station to get back home. Or we'd bike it. Most times we just bike biked it down there. So that was kind of a fun biking story for those days back then there too.
0: It's funny about the biking because – biting actually stirs in me one of my earliest memories as a kid and this is going all the way back to the very first house i ever remember living in and this puts me at about the age of about five or six um and it's portsmouth road and it's in kingston and at this point in time it hadn't been developed up to the lake so it went into what had been reclaimed then there was a ditch which um oh well was burrows for water rats right it was one of those things you had to run over the hummocks to get across it but i'm young so i'm on the handlebars and it's a gully just beyond that right and we would take my brother and sister would take me on the handlebars and we'd go <laughs> up and down those gullies and they would just be screaming like nightmare and of course being younger i couldn't keep up when we were mm-hmm. running because you couldn't do the bikes on the stretch of the hummocks because it was too wet so i'm running across one of the hummocks and my leg goes through and you're just—they're not biting or anything, but there's just all these water rats, just oh muskrats, just going all over your leg, and I am freaking out like nothing, because it doesn't take much to go through these. I eventually get out. We all live, right? You know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now, since since we all rode a bike, sounds like you know at yeah. one point or another, um, in my, you know, little click, you know. Yeah three houses we had that had kids in them um it was always the thing to if you were the kid that knew how to ride with no hands you had figured out riding a bike
3: uh, yeah now could you guys ride yeah. with no hands i could ride with no hands we we did a couple of things back as kids with bikes the trick was trying to put see how many people we could put on one bike yeah the record was 5 oh wow so we would have one person on the seat one person on their shoulders one person on the bar in front of them, one person on the handlebars in front of them, and one person balancing on the little, on the little back, back wheel, pegs. the back yeah. wheel little little bolts. So you get five people and you try and go, five people on one bike was the backs. <laughs>
1: wow, that's impressive. That's impressive.
2: I just rode my bike. You know, I I you mean, what? I probably, I rode my bike, you know. You, I, you rolled it? No. Just rode, rode it? Just rode okay. it, you know. I ride my bike, you know. Did you ever do no hands? I probably did, but yeah, you know what? I I probably got dared to do it, and I did. You should have yeah. seen
1: me on the way to work half the time. I'm going through traffic on a road. There's cars around me. I'm like, and I I don't have my hands on the bar. I'm just you know going to work, and I've got a good stretch, and I've got a good speed. And...
2: You probably don't even notice it, right? Or do? You...
1: Uh, when you get good enough. Once you hit the balance spot and know where you're going, you can just let go and the bike will just do it. The one thing that I found out, uh, I had my tire changed because I got a flat. And when I got it back, um, I couldn't ride with no hands for some reason. I'm like, what the heck is going on? So I flipped the bike upside down, spun the front tire that was replaced, and it had a wobble to it. I'm like, the guy put the tire on crooked. So it had no center of balance. And if it did, it was way off center. Oh, so put the tire back on, flipped it back over, went down the street. And like within two seconds, I had it. I'm like, there we go. That's that. That's clean. All right. <laughs> How are the brakes? Yeah, we're still good. All right. We're not going to die today. All right.
2: So what kind of bikes did you have? Like, did you have mountain bikes or did you have just like regular bikes? I mean, speed bikes, speed bikes I guess you I could say.
3: But over different times. First, I had a mountain bike. First, I had a mountain bike. Then I had a speed bike. The one thing with the mountain bike that happened one time is the front wheel came off one time. That was my little magic trick. And I went down and I flew right over and somehow magically landed on my feet like a cat. <laughs> I ended up having a good sense of balance. The other childhood memory I have with the balance story is well, we lived on the corner of a park and they had like a sort of a wooden fence along the park. I taught myself how to balance on the fence post. And then even to jump from one fence post to the other and land and regain my balance on the fence post and keep going, at the end there was a chain and I'd, I'd get to the middle of the chain. And then I was pretty much done. But I did the whole park. And I, I would start over every time I fell <laughs> until I got to the end, one end to the other end of the park. As a kid, my parents caught me one day driving down Grantham Avenue in St. Catharines and was making fun of me calling me the karate kid for a bit it was a bit of a fun childhood memory there it was like the (laughs) ultimate uh in real
1: life video game right you're like oh i failed i have to go back to the beginning of the level (laughs) you know
2: (laughs) so did you ever climb trees when you were a kid
1: see i'm not a big fan of heights okay right But one time I did climb a tree. I was out at a girlfriend's place. She was at work and I was bored as hell. The property I was on had a lake. Yeah, it was either a lake or a river. I think it was a lake. Anyway, not important. Uh, They had a tree that kind of grew up and out and over. And it was solid. Like it was a decent freaking thing. So I'm like, hey, I think I can climb that. So I climbed that and I'm sitting up there. I'm like. Well, now what I do, I'm like, it'll be really fricking funny to call my dad while I'm up a tree over a lake. And, and cause this is when cell phones are still new. Right. So like I call him up and he's like, hello. I'm like, Hey dad, where are you? I'm like, I'm at my girlfriend's place up a tree over a lake. What the hell are you doing up there? I'm like talking to you, (laughs) you know, and he's like, But why? And I'm like, because I don't know if many people have at this point. You know, how many times does that kind of opportunity come up (laughs) that you can put that many factors into it? And he's like, oh, well, where's she? I'm like, she's at work and I'm bored. Oh, is this costing you money? I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess it is, isn't it? Yeah, okay, I'll talk to you later. (laughs) Because it's early cell phone. It was expensive. Yeah.
0: Uh, when it comes to trees i was the guy who for me the fun part was to climb the tree to be hidden and watch everything going on around ninja vanish. well yeah right <laughs> so it was always <laughs> i am invisible so um <clears throat> and yeah a little spy mode but that was always the big thing for me including tree climbing so.
3: uh,
2: yeah i used to climb trees and scouts and like we had a tree in our backyard that we used to always climb It was like a it wasn't a huge tree, so my sister and I would always climb up the tree and stuff like that when we were kids. And my sister was oh, loved climbing as well, and she we both climbed trees wherever we could. And in Scouts, I remember going to this one camp, and there they had like a lot of trees there, and we climbed up. There was a bunch of us climbed up this one tree. It was probably about a good hundred feet, and we got like we didn't go all the way to the top, but we got. Pretty far up, and I remember looking down. I'm like, "Oh my god, how am I going to get down?" Right, and it's just they're just like, "You just got to do the same way as you came up." And I'm just like, "No, <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's not the same. It's not the same. Gravity's backwards on this situation, my friend." <laughs>
2: yeah, exactly. But I mean, eventually we got down, and it was fun. I mean, there's you ever that? climbed the rope? Uh, in gym class. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
3: I, I I was a tree climber, I was the bad boy climbing it right to the very top. Um but uh in another front yard of a friend's not that high up, just a little bit up. Their their tree had these three great crooks. You could just kinda lie in almost. You could almost lie in. Oh. Okay. Uh you could you could almost lie in and it We 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 felt we were like in the Star Wars millennial Falcon. From Star Wars in this tree so we, we played a lot of imagination games I guess up there of Star Wars I guess as kids in that one tree the other ones we just climbed to the top back up and down
0: <laughs> all right now now I'm gonna throw this at you from kids because because for me it's one of my best stories best stories and I always go back to it in my memories. and that's that summer that summer between grade six and grade seven where everything was right right it was Mike Robinson the Les France brothers right uh, we take uh, we built the clubhouse. That is the year we built the clubhouse. Stole right? the nice. uh sold the porno. Yeah. right. It was made out of six windshield <laughs> crates. Right, it had two floors. You know, really, really bad wiring would have probably gone up. But two floors. But two. Flo- Remember, wow. we're short, grade six, seven. Right, nice. we're not tall yet. Right, so you had to always be sitting on the second level. But yeah, and it was. It lasted through the winter. Right. As a matter of fact, it was at the back. The Les Franz's, uh, they owned a um, dry cleaners, and it was at the back of their parking lot. That's where we were allowed to build it. And it lasted through the winter of grade seven. And we built from the roof the ice slide because the spot for the ice rink was now gone. Right. So they moved it into an ice slide into their driveway, and it was man. That was just the year, as you know, great. You know, in grade school, right, where everything was right. Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah,
2: clubhouses. That's some. Uh, we tried to build clubhouse, but we actually took over one that was already built. <laughs> we we're we we're kind of we saw it in the Ruses. forest <laughs> because where I live there was there's a it's called uh, Riverside Park and there it goes into a a wooded forest area and it, so we we always go in there and wander it and there was a farm. Uh, behind our houses as well and they had kids and they went and built a fort that was like what you described was two floors and everything and we saw it the one time and we tried to get into it and the first time they had like a lock on it so we weren't able to get inside or anything that we thought it was pretty cool and everything right so then the next day we came back and we kind of broke the lock off and then we <laughs> <went in laughs> anyway yeah and we kind of de- declared it was ours right because it was in like no land no man's land right so it was basically uh,
1: okay yeah. if we're going to talk about forts, man, we got to <laughs> talk about that one time when we hotboxed the igloo <laughs> so so what happened was we well not me i didn't do it cuz i'm lazy as hell so what happened was they made an igloo by piling snow about, I don't know, eight, nine feet high. And then they hollowed it out. Oh, wow. So I think it was someone's birthday or we were just partying because, you know, you're teenagers and that's what you do. But um, everybody pitched a dime bag to enter a air hockey tournament. And then at the end of the air hockey tournament, the winner got the entire thing, but he sponsored the session in the igloo. So you were winning either way, but this guy got to keep a little bit to take home with him, kind of deal, right? Like he, it was up to him, you know, but he was, you know, expected to sponsor most of the smoking in the igloo. And oh my God. So you'd be sitting just on the floor, you know, kind of, crouched over a little bit, and the ceiling would be just like like that, right? We got 14 people in a space smaller than me to you, <laughs> just in, in like, everybody's feet are touching. We're all, like, right, right in there, right? Like, after the first, second guy exhales, you can't see anything anymore. <laughs> it was also at night. You, you could light a lighter, but that's all you saw because the rest was just smoke. All of it because the door's down, right? You got to crawl to get out. So all the smoke is up at the top where your head is. And like, even if you didn't come in to smoke, you weren't leaving sober. <laughs> you didn't have to smoke anything and you were done. So that leads me to my uh, other point about forts. Pillow forts. You ever make a pillow fort, completely destroy the living room, take apart the couch, and make a fort? Yeah. Did Blanket, that all the time. Blankets, blankets and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: Lots of times. It was always creative and stuff like that. My mom didn't like it, but eh, it was fun.
0: Oh, good God, no. And <laughs> That would be just a... Um, like you said, Mom, that, and not that my parents were strict or anything, but yeah, yeah, you left it clean, right? And it was as simple as that. There was no messing with the furniture. There was none of that.
3: Right? My, my My parents in the furniture department had a really old stereo, like record stereo. Yeah. So... Uh, any time my mother got upset with me, which was rare, but if she did, I would play like like some of her music on on, on her, her favorite records <laughs> and pretend to be like a DJ, record kind of DJ. Next up we have Diana Ross. <laughs> yeah. It was usually the singing nun. <laughs> the singing nun. Dominique Neekanique. <laughs> nice. That's good times. Dominique. Anique. Very Sally Field. Oh.
1: Oh, good days.
2: <laughs> so when my parents told us not to make any more forts, they decided to build a playroom downstairs in the basement for us. And they, they basically said, that's where you can build all the forts now in the playroom. Don't do it in the living room anymore or rec room. And so that was our play's playroom. And we Lucky. Used to have, like, yeah, we used to have the like, neighbors come over and we just we had a couch and... In there, and
1: I shared a bedroom with a brother, and he farts a lot and smells funny. Uh, doesn't bathe often, I don't think. Uh, that's
3: the worst. Our, our fort was just the corner of the garage, and we'd play ping pong in the garage and, and just kind of have the fort with some weights in the corner.
1: <laughs> I'm hoping if we move to get a man cave, so then I can, you know, yeah. have a fort. Well, it's funny because I, I saw a meme the other day, and it's like. Yeah, uh, my wife let me, uh, have a man cave and stuff like that. And then it actually shows from her point of view. She's, she's like, well, I don't want his geeky, childish crap all over my house. So if I give him a man cave, at least it'll be concentrated in right. one area. And he's got no excuse to put up these stupid, <laughs> stupid things. And I'm like, sitting there, I'm like, She tricked me. (laughs) (laughs) You know? (laughs) But I can't wait for the man cave. (laughs) Right.
2: But you have a lot of good stuff, so your man cave would be really sweet. Oh, you have
1: no idea. The dreams I'm having right now, I'm thinking about making like a great big shelf just be Metroplex, that one transformer that turns into the city, but in shelf form, and then just stock it full of Guys from different eras and shapes, sizes, whatever, have it all lit up, ramps, maybe. I don't know.
3: <laughs> nice.
1: So we're at 40 minutes. we got about 20 minutes left, or we've got about five minutes left, up to you, depending on how much you want to talk about.
2: I mean, I'm <coughs> still good to go, I guess. Yeah. Maybe we can still talk. Uh, uh-huh. uh-huh.
1: Now, what kind of did you ever get into action figures and stuff like that when you were a kid? Since we're on to toys, like
2: yeah, I mean, well, yeah, I would get like a few Transformers and a few GI Joes, and I used to, I used to have He Man too. He Man. He Man. <laughs> yes. And the
1: Masters of the Universe.
2: Yes, and uh my big thing was Hot Wheels. Those were the things I collected. I used to. Like when I was a kid, I used to go up in my room, and I would just play with my Hot Wheels for like an hour or whatever. I've got Hot just...
1: Wheels in this room. Yeah, I got Batmobiles. I got Ninja Turtle vans. I
3: somewhere uh, up uh, there. Don't look in my closet. Don't look <laughs> in my closet. No. Uh, my childhood was more board games. More board games. Board games like we had like Sorry, uh, and we got to learn. We all wanted die to learn Canadian how to play Yu-Gi-Oh we had Sorry. to learn to play euchre from grandma and grandpa we were dying to be old enough to play euchre mm-hmm. <laughs> the great canadian game of cards yeah but yeah stuff like that no
1: action figures no, no. i didn't of action figures as much and,
0: yeah. and i don't know if it was my age but when i think about it they just weren't really around Maybe. they you know they weren't that because you know armstrong and such on and so forth they're I'm now into adulthood, or very close to it. By the time these things are coming out onto the market, and that. Um, you know, when you think Star Wars is hitting, and I'm seventeen, right? You know, it's like, and that was a action figure era, rare. Not that they didn't exist, right? Um, oh wow, train of thought and gone. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <sighs> they, they probably didn't exist with as much as a purpose as things like Star Wars gave to having an action figure. Because then you can merchandise it. Not only can you do the figures, but you can do the different machines they use, whether or not it walks, it squawks, whatever, you know. Um hundreds upon hundreds of aliens that you see in the background that you can sell, you know, and I think, yeah, that's probably where it did take off because my first action figure wasn't until like eighty nine when I got the Batman that's up there, and I think that's what really started the whole problem. <laughs> uh,
0: you know, like and you're right, Matt, because GI Joe did exist at that point in time, right? Um, but I think one of the key things is a lot of them were more generic. they didn't have stories behind them. you know, it was the Tonka truck right it wasn't you know
1: anything other than the truck it was the end of the. Se- it was the end of the 70s and all through the 80s when everything became a toy commercial that's where you got your um gi joe was still there it got a show because it went from being the doll format down to the little guy to match with the play features that star wars was doing that's what happened there. They truncated everything and re-released. Transformers took off. Ghostbusters toys were everywhere. Try to turn around and not see a Ninja Turtle. I dare you. Uh, through, like, 93, the Power Rangers threw up on everything. You know, like, the toys went from being like, yes, you can get a Dunkin' Yo-Yo or you can have a Slinky today. That's 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 what we have. You know, to, like, oh do you have batman He's like well my friend we have 19 batman where what do you want so like it, it, I, I can see it changing like even when i asked my dad i'm like oh what did you play with that as a kid he's like i don't know does a bat and a ball count i'm like well yeah but did you have any toys and he's like i had a ball like
0: <laughs> i have to admit there are there's a one that i do remember Right. And when I think back on it, it was one of the silliest things I've ever seen. And I don't know if anyone here remembers the Whirly Bird. And it was basically a helicopter on a wire where the propeller went and it went around in a big circle.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and it ran on batteries and it was cool. And you sort of remote controlled it going up and down. Right. And that was it. And it was like. <gasps> <laughs> so. That's just where I am on that technological level. Like that was new tech
2: when it that came. That almost me. reminds me of like flying a kite, almost like the same thing, right? You're running with yeah, the kite yeah, up in the yeah. air and stuff. Yeah,
0: kiting is fun. That is something that you know I don't do now as an adult, but as a kid, I did it all the time. Do
2: they? I mean, I don't see a lot of people doing that at all lately, like flying kites and things like that. Not right now, but I mean, like in the summer and stuff. See,
1: the thing is, in the city, you can't really like. I tried to do it in the backyard here. I'm like, oh, I got a backyard. get her a kite, you know. No, you you got to be able to let that thing go up relatively high to be able to hold its own weight. Right. And by that time, you're going to touch a power line and meet right. Jesus. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> I have seen it in Gage Park. If you go through Gage Park during the summer or the early spring, you will actually see a lot of people out with kites. Oh, that's... that's just it. You just need the space.
2: Yeah, that, I mean, that makes sense, right? Um, since there's one thing that we didn't really talk about for kids' memories, and what that's do want, uh,
1: what do you want to talk about? Ray?
2: Birthday parties. Oh, uh, yeah.
1: Both uh, me and my daughter both had Ninja Turtle birthday parties for our sixth birthday. Ah, that's cool. Yeah, at least I'm pretty sure that's how it goes. Uh, that's my story, and I'm sticking to it.
2: Okay, <laughs> I want to tell you about a birthday party that I went to. And it was our neighbors and we went and my neighbors always had like nice birthday parties and stuff like that. And uh, Mrs. Drone, that's my neighbor, she would, the one day she decided to have like about 10 kids downstairs in the basement. And she did like, they had like their own like little playroom in there. And she had like a big table set up and she had like food for everyone and everything. And then she brought down before cake she brought down jello. Like there was like like big plates of jello and stuff like that. And then she went upstairs to get ready for the birthday cake. Well, you know, we're only like probably like nine, ten year olds in there or whatever. And then we were looking at the jello and we're and in- all of a sudden, everyone starts throwing it all over the place.
3: Food fight! We
2: had a food fight, and she didn't know about it. Like she just, she just heard us laughing, didn't think much about it, right? Because we were just throwing it at each <laughs> other, throwing, and it was everywhere. She came downstairs with, and she looked at us, and she screamed and yelled. Oh, and, I
1: bet she oh, lost her shit.
2: Oh yeah, and that was the end of the birthday party. And then uh. the following year. Everything was outside.
1: <laughs> I bet. So, you don't see many bouncy castles much anymore. But that's because of, you know, things that have happened with bouncy castles and, you know, taking our children up in the sky. You know, <laughs> whether or not as locally or otherwise, it just shouldn't happen. Um, I remember movies as a kid being a lot better than what they are today. And... I can say that because I've gone back and watched those other movies. So like, I I don't know what happened there, but like when Disney came out with a new hit, it wasn't just for one type of person. It was like for everybody and all of them were like that. You know, it didn't matter which one it was now things. It seems to be so specific to one group or another or one type of person or another, but like even just plot lines, there's, no substance left to much of the movie going like I remember going in and seeing being allowed to watch Dick Tracy on VHS for the first time losing my gourd over like how they do the color shifting and and stuff like that where the contrasts and it had storyline and if you didn't know who Dick Tracy was you sure shit did by the end of the movie you Mm -hmm. know uh, same thing with the Batman and Ninja Turtles, RoboCop, RoboCop. Mm-hmm. When it uh, that is one of the most goryous sat. What is it? A horror gory satire thing? I don't. I don't even know what it is. The first one, it, but the the visual effects and stuff. They there's no practical anymore. Everything CGI nowadays, right? There is a little bit of practical, but that's usually putting up a green screen.
0: I, I'm not, <clears throat> I'm not disagreeing with you, Matt, but I find it weird because you start, you know, Ninja Turtles and the Batman movie and such on and so forth. And for me, even then, at that point in time, what you're saying, I feel because, and I'm I'm wondering if it's not some kind of a nostalgia or a recognition in, in just how we grew up, because I go back and for me to get that feeling that you're talking about, I go back to the films in the early 70s. Right. And they just click as being right. And I can tell you that, you know, it's there's no HGI, there's no CGI. You're getting box sets and you can see the camera move from side to side. But there's something in that, and I'm the one who will argue, but they could tell the story then. They had to act it, right? You know, which I would you know, so I hear but I'm wondering if it's more just where you start. Is that part of the memory cycle and how it works in our own brain to make it look right to us. As we grow up,
3: when you were talking about the Ninja Turtle stuff, it reminded me of. Does anybody remember Saturday morning kids' TV shows, like cartoons on Saturday morning yeah. back in our day? That's a childhood memory I remember a lot of. You I mean, bring up Ninja Turtles and stuff like that. Toys
1: like, in cereal boxes. Oh, yeah, that
3: too. Gone.
1: Uh, Kool-Aid points, gone. <laughs> I was actually one of the lucky kids that we drank enough of that crap that we actually were able to order a couple different times.
3: So that was all right. Um, mcdonald's orange drink do they not have it anymore? i don't think they have that anymore that's a childhood memory that'd be like after a soccer game <laughs> you mcdonald's oh, orange yeah. drink in the big vat yeah
0: <laughs> for me the orange drink is going to be tang
3: right? Tang. it's very similar yeah, okay, but yeah and like, like and like an i know
0: to this day that there are people out there who search for it you can still find <laughs> yeah. it
3: right Sunny D. <laughs> there is tang in my cupboard motherfucker oh <laughs> <laughs>
1: You want? Yeah. There was Tang in that cup.
2: I cannot stand the stuff. Oh. Did you know you could get Sunny D as a, a seltzer now? Like a drink, like an yeah. actual. Yeah, yeah, it just came out.
1: Oh, I don't know about that. I don't like when they make citrus bubbly usually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you. You
0: give me a glass of orange juice and you want to throw a froth on that, like send it through the blender oh man there's nothing like creamed orange juice right mm-hmm, just, mm-hmm. just the bottom line of it yeah but there's nothing redeeming from sunny d to tang i'm sorry people can hate me for saying that but no <laughs> uh-uh not this boy
1: <laughs> oh man uh well we 52 i
2: used to watch wrestling as a kid
1: you still do now.
2: I still, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> it, it was always a childhood of, memory. That was when I first yeah. started watching. Disney I, I Disney. was
1: a Hulkamaniac kid growing up yeah. because that was that was the man to follow, right?
2: Yeah, I liked Jake Roberts and Ultimate Warrior was weird oh. and Macho Man.
0: For me, it was the Saturday afternoon horror special. My my um, my host was Sir Graves Gasly, yeah. right and that was that was coming from a large family you scheduled your time on the tv at that day right so because there was only the one uh and literally everyone knew that that was my time on saturday for my show period
3: do you remember house of frankenstein was similar with the wolfman on the show oh good god
0: we actually had him on the podcast ah, yes
3: ah, yes yeah. yes we did um
1: so a very nice gentleman i know Dave, he was on the his very own podcast on here. Uh, he filmed every episode of The Hilarious House of Dr. Yeah. I actually have a record cover somewhere, and it's got behind the scene photos and stuff like that. If you're ever on the internet and you see different photos, uh, 99.9% of those photos he took. So if you've seen that, you've seen his work um he also filmed um the first couple seasons of the red green show and then he came back for the finale and he was telling me that behind the scenes for the finale the entire crew dressed up as red green so he came in and like everybody had you know the hat the suspenders the shirt the pants everything right and apparently steve really appreciated it that like everybody did it it wasn't just like you know two guys that didn't know the whole friggin' crew dressed up as him, right so so yeah uh we actually kind of have a couple ties to to him and actually i should see what he's been up to but yeah really sweet guy uh i can never cromasco dave cromasco i want to say his name is um but yeah, you can look it up in the Spotify list, which I think Anchor's now become something that's named closer to Spotify, if you guys are wondering. That's the update Sarah gave me the other day. And we may or may not be making the podcast go from every week to every other week. I'm not sure yet. Um, I'm still going to talk it over with the crew, see who's you know, available more, who's not kind of thing. Uh, we had John leave us because he had to focus on work for a bit. So he's gone for a minimum of six months due to his uh, current position. He he changed professions, kind of, sort of, maybe. But, yeah. So, yeah, it's been good. We're at 55 minutes. Everybody happy with this? Yay, all thumbs up. All right, you guys take her easy. And uh, I don't know if she's easy. Take her twice. Have a good night.